Strap on the boots and scrape up the knuckles. Oh, what a hit! He got jacked. This is the Big Red Rage. Presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Murray's going to score. Touchdown. Slammed to the ground by Buda Baker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. <laughs> the Rage is brought to you by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Right on the price. Right on the corner of the Santan 202 Freeway in Val Vista. Seeking your ticket to great seats. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcast. The Red Sea is rising up. Temperature rising, vision blurring, rage taking over. Here's Paul Calvisi. I'm ready. I'm 100% ready. I'm telling you I'm ready. And Ron Wolfley. It doesn't get any better than that. Unleash the fury! You're darn tootin'. We will do it live, Wolf. And on location, I'll write the intro. Remember the Bill O'Reilly rant? I'll write the intro, and we'll do it live. And we'll do it in front of the Bird Gang right here, a live audience. As the Big Red Rage rolls again, does it not, here at the Top Golf Swing Suite inside Gila River Resorts and Casino Wild Horse Pass, Paul Calvisi, Ron Wolfley, and a very special guest we are going to get oh, to here yeah. momentarily. But first, Wolf, we want to make sure you're ready to go. <laughs> I see your dinner plate. You've already had dinner served here, so that's a good indicator, early indicator. That's right, Paulie. I didn't dig into it right now. You know, you cannot dive into it right now. you got to wait for the break, of course. That thing's going to be gone during the break. I just want everybody to know that. Man, it's good to see you all out here. That's what I'm talking about, Polly. It, it is real, and it is spectacular, is it not? The Big Red Rage and our very special guest here to kick off this season in front of a live audience. I don't know. How about the Cardinals' leading <laughs> tackler? How about a guy who just passed 400 career tackles, a guy who's a team captain, a guy who's been identified as getting among the most respect in that locker room. Everybody, please help us welcome Kaiser White to the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys, man. Thank you. First off, is there a conspiracy here, Wolf? Uh, Something happened behind the scenes where the first guest we book is a West Virginia guy. Yeah, he's, I know. I don't know, Paulie. Fishy, fishy, Wolf. Listen, I did not book him, I can tell you that much, but he is definitely (laughs) one of my favorite players. And it's not just because of the West Virginia. West by God, Virginia, as we like to say right there. Don't don't make me sing the fight song right now. Please don't. Please don't make me do that. No, we'll go to break if you do. But it's not only that. It's also because he was coached at a junior college by my first NFL roommate, Mark Duda. Mm -hmm. Mark Duda, who was a defensive tackle for the St. Louis Cardinals, came out here, played in Phoenix, as a matter of fact, with the Phoenix Cardinals all the way back in 1988. Mark Duda. So we got a connection, Kaiser. Small world indeed. Tell me about Mark Duda, your memories of him. Uh, Yeah, uh, you know, he's just a real intense guy. Um, He's just a great person. You know, he gave me a uh, second chance at life. That's how I like to look at it uh, because, you know, coming out of high school, I couldn't get, you know, any offers because I was slacking in uh, school and not taking it serious. So, uh, you know, me and all my brothers, he gave us a second chance at life. We always say we, you know, still keep in contact with him. Uh, You know, he changed our lives. 
And guess what? Back in March when you signed as an unrestricted free agent, we had Mark Duda on the show on the Big Red Rage a little bit later. We'll get into that in depth. We'll hear from your former junior college coach and Wolf's roommate during training camp. We'll get into all that. See, we're the original Thursday Night Football. That's the way we like to think like of ourselves, like okay? All right, forget this whole Niners-Giants <laughs> game going on. But, but you see the Giants, and what are you thinking of after that game in Week 2? Um, you know, it's definitely frustrating because I feel like in the first half we came out, you know, blazing on all cylinders, uh, you know, defensively, special teams, and offensively. I feel like we're yeah. playing you know, very well. And uh, I just think we uh, relaxed a little bit. And, you know, they came out in the second half and, you know, punched us in the mouth and, uh, you know, got the win over us. So it, it definitely a little, uh, you know, frustrating because uh, that's two weeks in a row we felt like we just let it slip, you know. You know, first of all, just to hear you say that, it, it warms my heart as a former player. Um, to come out and say, hey, listen, we, we may have relaxed a little bit in that second half because we were dominating the first half. I, I know there's a lot of people who will not understand that. I'm not one of them because I will understand how that happens because you're a human being. Right. That's how that happens. Right. You go out there and you're pounding the other team and you feel very, very confident. No, nobody made a conscious decision to go out and say, let's relax, guys. We're okay. We're going to be fine. Nobody ever makes that a decision, a conscious decision. Mm-hmm. But that happens, that happens because yeah. you're a human being from time to time. I love the accountability. You have to speak the truth after you lose. Mm-hmm. Got to, yeah. And that's what you're doing for right sure. now. For it's sure. really important to you, isn't it? Yeah, for sure, man. I feel like that's just the only way you keep growing and keep getting better. That's accountability yep. times yep. 10. Yep. And it started with your coach. For sure. All right, and that's a great segue because here's Jonathan Gannon describing that game, talking to the media after the 31-28 loss. Tail of two halves, and we got to coach and play better. You know, in the second half, we had a lead, and we lost the lead and didn't do enough to win the game. All three phases goes into that, and complimentary football goes into that. And um, our guys know what we got to get done and improve that quickly if we think we're going to close out leads and, and get some wins here. You know, I don't have to tell you, but the rookies and I think in the locker room are finding out that more than half the NFL games are one-score games. Mm-hmm. You have to figure out a way to win those close games. You got to sure. finish, yeah, right? Yeah, you got to finish, yeah. From I mean, start, yeah, you got to start uh, good and, uh, you know, finish. And to me, and this is my theory, did the Cardinals relax, take their foot off the gas? Okay, but I think the Giants at 28-7 to said, you know what, uh, we're going to the 49ers next on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Like, the urgency in that Giants sideline went through the roof because they were staring 0-3 straight definitely, in the face. Definitely, man, for sure. You you know, you just felt it out there. Uh, it was like we were playing a totally different team in the second half. You know, I tipped my hat off to them. You know, they came out and, you know, beat us. So, Kaiser, you're, you're the guy. You're the bike linebacker, of course. That makes a lot of the calls. You make all the calls mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, correct? Correct. Yes, okay. Um, really smart guy here, okay? Really smart guy that is sitting here. Um, he makes all the checks, all the calls. How how different were the calls and the checks in the second half than the first half? Um, I wouldn't say it was much different. Um, you know, they were just trying to speed the pace up and stuff. Uh, they tried to just go hurry up and, uh, you know, kind of – get us out of whack a little bit but I want to say the calls were uh, that different or anything you know we we pretty much uh, stick to the script for the a lot of times it's about execution isn't it for sure yeah going out there and doing your job for sure 
Well, and if you're looking for one stat, according to Nick Rollis, your defensive coordinator and the head coach, they had zero explosives in the first half. They, they had, had like nine. Right, nine in the second yeah, half, right? Yeah, that was crazy, yeah. And, of course, a lot of that's just getting to the quarterback. Mm -hmm, for and, sure. they, and once you guys did, Daniel Jones, I don't know if he ran the 40 at the combine. He's quicker than he looks, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, he's a lot faster than he looks, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, he, he was pulling away from guys. Yeah, long strider, yeah. He definitely has good speed. I, I, was, I was impressed by that. In fact... <laughs> You know, Calvisi Consulting here, the Pauly Pigskin Division, may I surmise that maybe the Cardinals should get Josh Dobbs <laughs> out running a little bit. One of the all-time great SEC dual-thread yeah, yeah. quarterbacks. He's fast as well. I'd he's love fast. to see him. We saw what he did on the 23-yard yeah. touchdown run. Yeah, we'll get into fast. that. In fact, here's Dobbs and, and just – Look, what he's learned, he's in year seven. What he's learned and what has to happen now coming off a loss like that. Mm -hmm. Got to stick together. We got to figure out ways to continue to get better. We got to continue to dig into you know, our playbooks, dig into our preparation, finding ways to improve our bodies so that we're able to come out and get the job done next Sunday. Give us a quick word on your quarterback because he's never made three starts in a row in his NFL career. He got two starts, his first two starts ever at the end of last season. He vowed after week one of Washington there would be a big improvement. In his words, quote, a huge jump. He did. He went up 20 points in his passer rating. What are you seeing out of him those first two weeks and even this week in practice? I just think uh, he's real, like, calm to me. Uh, like, even if things get chaotic, I never really see him flinch. Uh, it just looks like he's been there before. I mean, I would have never known he only started two games if you didn't say that. Uh, he just seemed, uh, you know, real prepared. I always see him, I always see him in there early and late. <laughs> you can just tell he's, he's a true pro. How, talk a little bit about the defensive line because how much of an impact do you think that had on the second half when Carlos Watkins went out of that game, of course, you already were missing Lucky Foto and LJ Collier. You're already missing those guys right now. Injury, you're banged up right there. There's a relative inexperience out there mm -hmm. as well. Dante Stills, of course, our yeah, West yeah, Virginia yeah. guy, yes. <laughs> he's out there, you know, but he's a rookie. He's finding his way. How much of that really had an impact on that defense and how you guys played in the second half? Oh, yeah, you know, we had guys hurt, but we don't ever want to use that as an excuse. Uh, but it know, is a reason. Yeah, but, you know, we try to look at it as next man, you know, up mentality and uh, just keep trying to keep, uh, you know, pushing forward and uh just putting our you know best foot forward what's so. it what's it like to tackle saquon barkley um he, yeah he a great player i've been playing against him since high school we're from the same area so wow yeah he's a great player you know he definitely a challenge uh you know every time i play against him I, you know i like the battle for sure so when you say from the same area, what do you, I mean, same town or? Uh, his or, town, like 10 minutes from mine, same same conference in football. Really? All through high school. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Is this Pennsylvania? Where is yeah, this? Yeah, Pennsylvania, yeah. Okay. Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania. Okay. All yeah. right. So, I mean, you're on a first-name basis when you're trash-talking Saquon across the line. Of <laughs> yeah, it's, it's mutual respect. That's my dog. Yeah, we cool. We cool with each other. So, yeah. Of course, a lot of people respect. know Kaiser White. Um, just when everyone's like, okay, welcome Kaiser. Uh, he gave a nice welcome to Sam Howell early in the Washington game week one. And I was on that sideline. And that hit reverberated in <laughs> more ways than one. Yeah. I can't tell you how many guys said that set the tone for the rest of that game. In a lot of ways, for the Cardinals' identity on defense, just take us through that play and that big hit on the Washington quarterback. Um, you know, he just started scrambling, and, uh, you know, he's young. Um, you know, his first start, uh, you know, I just wanted to slow him down a little bit, put a guy, you know, just put a good lick on him a little bit just to, you know, try to set the tone early. But, yeah, you, you I know, got fined for that. Hit, so. Yeah, and, and so I, you know, I don't want to make light of it, okay? <laughs> but it might have been money well invested. 
in some ways yeah. into the identity of this defense. Maybe it showed up on film. I know the Giants cited it yeah, going into sure, that yeah, game. For sure. But how tough is it to tackle a quarterback in today's NFL? Yeah, it's hard because I feel like you just got to go up there and uh, you kind of got to think about how you're going to hit him and it kind of uh, handicap you, I want to say, mm-hmm. slow you down a lot. Um, you know, you hit him too low, penalty. You hit him too hard, penalty. You hit him up high, penalty. penalty. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then if you don't hit him, they'll just – like two years ago when I was with the Chargers, I – uh, you know, I let up on a quarterback and he scored. Uh, what's the guy, the Broncos quarterback two years ago? Younger guy, he's with Seattle now. Drew Lock. Drew Lock. Drew Lock, yeah, he scored. So, wow. Kind of learned my lesson. Don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started. I, I'm sorry, man. It just, honestly, right now, the way they protect quarterbacks, they've gone overboard. Yeah. They have, in my opinion. Well, yeah. and look, Josh Dobbs, Jack stomped the free safety at the goal line, right? Yeah. But you can't tell me that free safety is not Probably thinking, thought he was going to slide. Is he going to slide? Yeah. Is he going to slide? No, he's not going to slide. Now it's too late. Yeah, you had a disadvantage. Right. You had a disadvantage <laughs> so, for sure. Hey, episode 64 of the Dave Pash podcast featuring former quarterback ESPN college football analyst Greg McElroy, available now wherever you get your podcasts on Twitter, at PashPod. We continue. We'll talk more about this whole West Virginia thing exactly how you went from a receiver in db in high school to an nfl middle linebacker i want that answer on the big red rage with kaiser white brought to you by santan ford and gilbert kaiser white just set the tempo for everybody out on this field right now between the white lines what are you going to do about it a message has been sent what is that message david that message is uh we will fight you. <laughs> and Kaiser White's a thumper. He has been all over the field, and he is a physical guy as well. Kaiser White, boy, turned on the Jets to get to the quarterback. Yeah, Kaiser White can run. Flying in there at the end is Kaiser White. The culture of physicality is what this is about. He's a very physical player, and one of the reasons why the Cardinals wanted to bring him over when Jonathan Gannon got the job. What a big play by Kaiser White. Kaiser White getting off an awful lot of blocks right now and making tackles. Hit and sacked by Kaiser White. Kaiser White, manhunter, track and bag, Kaiser White. Ash and Wolf on the Arizona Cardinals radio network. Two games into this season. Let's see nine tackles a team high against Washington. Seven tackles and a sack against the Giants. Cardinals starting middle linebacker Kaiser White is our guest. It is the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert live from the Top Golf Swing Suite inside Gila River Resorts and Casino Wild Horse Pass. Paul Calvisi, Ron Wolfley. So let's see, Wolf, here. If you're going to go ahead and you're searching for a Mike linebacker, um, you want to check the box of speed, sideline to sideline. Got to have speed, Paul. Okay. Uh, thumper, as Dave Pash said right there. Not that Dave would know anything about that. Thumper, okay. Also known as a dirt licker, Paul. <laughs> I see. Somebody that is low to the ground right. and will hit you. And then able to wear the green dot and yes. call the defense and make all the checks. All right, smart, high IQ. So, okay, I guess those are the three boxes, Kaiser, you need to check for your job description. Yes? Oh, sure, yeah, definitely, man. <laughs> you definitely. know, not only that, too, I would say leader. Have you always been a leader yeah i would assume so um but just a lead by example guy i don't really like to do too much talking and uh i talk when when i need to but you know i never wanted to be those guys one of those guys that just talk and and don't uh you know have it show up on the field so i just you know i try to lead by example i was just gonna say like can you give us an instance as to how that happens 
how that actually happens, your leadership. Is um, it out on the field typically? Yeah, out on the field, but, you know, uh, you practice field, meetings, just trying to do things the right way. And uh feel like younger guys, when they see you doing things the right way, they're just going to follow you. Well, Victor Demukeji, right, who's having a great start great, to the yeah, season. Sure. He met the media on Monday. I'm quoting now, talking about Kaiser White. Quote, he came to OTAs, making plays, had a pick his first practice, well-respected. <laughs> guys know he takes the game seriously. I'm guessing if you want to play for Jonathan Gannon and Nick Rollis, because mm-hmm. you know them very well from your Philly mm-hmm. you know, season last year, you better take the game seriously yeah, to gotta, play for your yeah, head you coach. you got to take it serious right. or you're going to be up out of here for sure. I mean – I'm just going to surmise you tell me there were certain players who stayed and there are certain players who went. For sure. The guys who stayed are ultra serious about the game, are they yeah, not? Definitely, definitely, yeah, for sure. So leadership comes in a lot of different forms. Mm-hmm. And many, many times it's not just what you say out on the field. Uh, most of the time, as you've already said, it's more about doing mm-hmm. out on the field for first. Sure. You have to do before you can say. For sure. But the best leaders do and then say. For sure. The best leaders do first and then they say. But they also aren't afraid to walk up on a teammate mm-hmm. and say, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Okay, sure. Holding each other accountable. For sure. How much of that do you do? Oh, yeah. You know, I do that, uh, you know, when I need to. And, uh, you know, I feel like you got to know who you're doing it to as well because some people not might not react to it well. So, you know, I feel like you just got to know your teammates and know, <laughs> you know, how to bring out the best in them. Who are some of the good leaders when you were younger? You were a fourth-round pick 2018 by the Chargers. Yeah. Who were some of the leaders on that team you respected? Um, Thomas Davis, uh, Casey Hayward. Mm. He was probably one of the best guys I've been around. For sure. And then in Philly last year, Brandon Graham. Mm. Yeah, definitely. He's a great leader. Well, here's Thomas Davis? Thomas Davis, yeah, I played with him. Yeah. From wow. Carolina? Yeah. Wow. He was, Car- the, he was the fastest linebacker on the team, too. Year 15 or whatever it was for him. Yeah, yeah I played with him. He was a great leader. Oh, my goodness. He, he is one of the greatest yeah. weak side, great, inside linebackers yeah, great in the history of the NFL, for sure. in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. I agree with you. He could do it all, I right? I agree with you. After three ACL tears oh, and everything. Oh, man. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the Thomas Davis. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right, well, here's your defensive coordinator, Nick Rollis, who played himself some inside linebacker at the University of Minnesota, just on the growth of Kaiser White. He's taken a step as a leader. In Philly, it was a very veteran group, and he was, you know, that was his first year there. He was new to it, so he didn't necessarily step into a leadership role. I feel like he's done that. He's always been a high-energy, violent dude on the field that can run. It's just cool seeing him in the green dot, um, seeing him as a captain, a guy that's that's leading the charge. I, you know, I got a soft spot for Kaiser. You know, he's a really good teammate, and I, I love that about him. All right, so James Conner once upon a time was recruited as a defensive lineman, defensive end at Pitt, mm-hmm. and now he's an NFL running back. Yeah. <laughs> you were a high school receiver and corner? <laughs> corner, yeah. Uh, and now you're an NFL middle linebacker. Yeah. Just just take us through your evolution. <laughs> maybe maybe did you have a late growth spurt? Like what's yeah, going I on? I definitely had a great uh, late growth spurt. Uh, I always been like the smallest on my team. Like growing up, my whole life, my dad was the same way. He, when he left for college, he was five five. Came back after a year, was six three. So like I was Whoa. real frustrated in high school. Like my freshman year, I was probably like want to say five three maybe and I was frustrated when I'm like that you know all my brothers was tall my little sister she was taller than me so I was real frustrated he was just like you know your time gonna come and you're gonna grow and then uh going into my senior year I started getting taller so yeah 
I started, uh, you know, sprouting up and uh, filling out more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for me, though, guys, here, you know, just that transformation, it's not just the physicality. It's not just um, your frame and how much you grew and how much bigger you got, things of that nature. That's a mentality shift. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. <laughs> when you're going from wide receiver and corner to Mike Linebacker. Yeah, for sure. And, and for me right now, this is just me, and I know, you know, it's, you're probably going to know this, uh, people that are listening, right? Fullback and Mike Linebacker, the toughest positions sure. on the field. I agree with you. Okay, I'm just yeah, saying yeah, right now, you, yeah. the <laughs> toughest position on the field. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, sure. Now, they don't meet as often as they once did. Yeah, for, ISOs like left a, and yeah, right. right? Now, yeah. But, you know, I mean, talk about how do you go from being a wide receiver to a Mike linebacker mentality wise yeah um I got I come from a big family and you know I'm one of seven and I'm the youngest boy so uh my my dad and my brothers they was always real rough and tough with me so like we couldn't be no punks in our house so like <laughs> I feel like that that helped me out a lot you know what I mean so yeah I feel like that that really uh, helped me well, your older brother, Kevin White, was a top 10 draft pick as a receiver, right? Right. And then you had another brother who played college ball. Yeah, right? we played uh, three out of four years together, Karan White. Yeah. 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 Okay, so so this is all like this is your life, Kaiser White, because in March we had on your junior college coach, Mark Duda, once again, Wolf, your former teammate. He, my teammate, he was my roommate on the road, of okay. course, whenever we travel my rookie year. Mark Duda, one of my best friends, even to this day right now, love Mark Duda. But he was my he was my roommate, man, when we would travel. We, That's crazy. You guys, do, Great do, you, guy. do you have roommates anymore when you go on the road? No, 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 no. Maybe the rookies. Maybe the rookies. Okay, yeah. It's in his contract. It, no roommate. Let me tell you, and it was across the NFL, too. It was across the NFL yeah. where everybody had a roommate. My rookie year, I had a roommate and stuff. Yeah, yeah. okay. Well, there you go. go. Yeah. Okay, all right. So I'm going to screw up the name. So the name of the college, Mark Duda, has been the head coach at for 30 years and recently earned his 200th win. What's the name? Lackawanna. Lackawanna. Here's Mark Duda on Kaiser White. This is really our first introduction to the Cardinals starting middle linebacker way back in March. You know, he's always been super enthusiastic. You'll call him on the phone and the son of a gun will pick the thing up and start talking about the game like right after the game's over. You know, like that guy? And I'm like, oh, here we go. He should have been born in like 1961 or something. You know, that, that kind of kid. You'll love him. I mean, he'll never have a day where he doesn't want to play. That's awesome. Like, that's just the way the kid is. You never have to tell the kid, oh, come on, let's get it going. Your love of the game. Still there? Yeah, still there. It ain't never leaving, man. And he's yeah. not kidding? Like, you'll, yeah, nah, you'll pick up the kidding. phone, you'll talk ball? Yeah, he's not kidding. But he helped that, too, though. Like, just being at Lackawanna, he enforces that. How, how did he help you, though, do that? How did he help you make that adjustment? Um, He he had, like, a real strict policy. Uh, You know, we had mandatory breakfast. You miss that, you're going to be up at 5 o'clock the next day running suicides. <laughs> um, you met, you late to practice, he's going to discipline you. You know, you don't have a... What two? What was it? Maybe a three zero or a two seven to three zero GPA. You're not going to be on the team because um, you know he, like I say, he gave us another chance at life to uh, you know make our dreams come true to go Division One. So uh, he was real. He made sure he disciplined us the right way at uh, you know Lackawanna, and I feel like he turned you know boys to men. Man, I love hearing that. I really do. It's, it's, stuff. it's, it's yeah. so it's so many stories. Football, of course, loves the wretched. I always say this: mm -hmm. loves the downtrodden, mm -hmm. loves the hungry. Mm -hmm. That you want, you put a mouth guard and a helmet on somebody that is hungry mm -hmm. to go out and perform, and this game will love you for back. Sure, for sure, you know, and for sure. 
to me, I love the fact that it's also a very disciplined game, mm-hmm. isn't it? You, For sure. It's yeah, got to be gotta part be of who you are. Definitely, man. Is a discipline. So how is JG when it comes to being disciplined with you guys? Um, You know, we just all hold each other accountable. And um, the thing I like about JG and Rallis is, uh, you know, they hold their, themselves accountable as well. You know, before they call anybody else out, they call themselves out first in front of everybody. So I feel like... Uh, Maybe guys on the team maybe weren't used to that, uh, you know, at different places they've been at. So uh, I feel like they know they could trust, like, these group of coaches that we got. Because, um, you know, you don't really see too many coaches doing that. No. Yeah, they, yeah. A lot of people like to point fingers. And, uh, you know, JG and uh, Rallis, you know, even since last year when I met them, uh, they've been the same way. They call themselves out first before they start pointing fingers out. Love that. Yeah. So you mentioned your dream of getting a D1 scholarship when you went to Lackawanna. 18, 19 year old Kaiser White. Could you have ever realistically dreamed of an NFL career at that point? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, not to sound cocky, but that's all I missed my whole <laughs> really? life. Yeah, I didn't want to do nothing else my whole life. Yeah. But when you finished college ball, you were a safety. So were you kind of considered a tweener? Did you have to show the NFL you could play linebacker? Yeah, I mean, when I got drafted, uh, Tom Telesco called me from the Charters, the GM over there. And he was like, yeah, we want you to play linebacker. And I remember my brother, Kev, he was right by me. I muted the phone. I'm like, I'm back. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm like, man, yeah. let's, let's do it. Yeah. I, I really wanted to play safety in the NFL, though. I think I could be a strong safety. Yeah. For sure, yeah. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Wait, you still want to play safety? Nah, I like linebacker better okay, now. Yeah, but when yeah, I was coming yeah, out, yeah. That's what I'm I was only like about. 215 pounds when I was coming out. So yeah. linebacker, it sounded kind of crazy to me at first. By the way, did, did you guys – Win or lose the backyard brawl, by the way. Oh, we won, yeah. We won. Really? Sure, yeah. West Virginia we won. won, huh? Paulie, yeah, thank Mor- you for that right there. And Morgantown. Yes, sir, baby. Did you text Fitz? Wolf, did you text Fitz? Let him have it. He actually texted <laughs> me in the middle of it. I'm just saying. He did. <laughs> that's good. That's how that's classy he is. Yeah, that's cool. That's good. You're right, Wolf. That's uh, that's true. You know, you, you know, you were just about to taste, you know, text him, hey, taste that, Fitz. And then he was, he was classier. And, you know, he Absolutely. checked in with you. Okay. Hey, single game tickets on sale now. Go to azcardinals.com slash buy tickets to secure your seats today. Well, speaking of safety, we'll talk about Buda Baker. We'll get into that when we come back. It is the Big Red Rage presented by Santan, Ford, and Gilbert. We are live at the Top Golf Swing Suite inside Gila River Resorts and Casino Wild Horse Pass. Off the left side, got a crease 30, 35, 40. Connor 45, and finally pushed out of bounds in the 47. Gives to Connor off right tackle to the 20. Cut back left side, 15, 10. Spins out of a tackle there. Threw an arm tackle at the five, and down to the four. 21 yard gain. James Connor calling for the crowd to celebrate his physicality. Feed five, full thumb. Said James Conner. Give to Conner off the left side and into the end zone for the first offensive touchdown of 2023 for the Arizona Cardinals. Flat shovel, flat face. Hand it off to James Conner. Let him find the light. And that's what he did. Great stuff, Ash and Wolf. Great call there. James Conner, great game. 23 carries, 106 yards, nearly five yards a carry. And I tell you, 
you know you're in the NFL when a guy the size and the brutality of James Conner is running the football. That's when you realize, okay, um, yeah, we'll let those guys go between the white lines. It is the Big Red Rage presented by Santan, Ford, and Gilbert. We are at the Top Golf Swing Suite inside the Gila River Resorts and Casino Wild Horse Pass. Our special guest, Kaiser White, middle linebacker of the Arizona Cardinals. And I tell you, what was amazing to me about Conner, and, and you hear this from a lot of guys, and you tell me true or false, is that how many times late in second halves of games, there are plenty of players who will turn it down. For sure, yeah. Wearing a defense down can be very real, can it? Definitely, man. And how do you know? How do you know? Wink? When you're watching an opposing defense and Connor's doing his stuff, can you just see it? Yeah, you know, they turning down hits, uh, jogging. You know, you can just tell they don't really, you know, want to keep tackling uh, 24-7. I'm not getting yeah. off this block. Oh, boy, I'm getting blocked here. I can't get to the running back. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. You definitely see it, yeah. How, how, what is it like, though, Kaiser, honestly, to tackle? Because I know when you first started playing football, the rule of the helmet wasn't nearly as obvious as it is now. Mm-hmm. It just seems to be in your face, literally, mm-hmm. where you can't hit a guy with your helmet right now. How how much of an adjustment has it been for you from when you first started playing tackle football to now tackling somebody in the National Football League? It's got to be night and day, yeah, isn't no, it? Yeah, no, definitely, man. I feel like when I first started playing, everybody was out there just tackling uh, recklessly and with their head and stuff. Uh, no penalties, but now it's like, you know, you get fined. You got a little bit of Are you thinking about it when you're actually trying to tackle somebody? Are you thinking about where you don't you're... Wanna, you don't want to think about it because no. it's going to slow you down. But also, you better start thinking about it or you're going to keep losing your money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, there is that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so um, the other memory I have of James Conner in this game being on the sideline is after Josh Dobbs' touchdown run, mm-hmm. 23 yards, and he jacks down some free safety at the goal line. And Connor, I think he was the only guy more excited than Josh Dobbs. He was all animated on the sideline, and he's yelling and pointing at his helmet saying, it's a mindset. It is. It's a mindset. What, explain that to everyone. What does that mean when he says those words? Um, it's just a, everything you know is a mindset. Uh, you go out there and feel like you're, you're going to play a good game and uh, you're a great player, you're going to play like that. But, you know, if you go out there and – not really confident in yourself on the field, uh, that's going to show as well. So, you know, I feel like you are what you think. So uh, I think with James just, uh, you know, saying that, uh, you could tell this was like a different Josh compared to week one. You know, he he got there late. You know, that's tough to go out there and start on Sunday against a great uh, defense in Washington, uh, you know, play at a high level. And I still think he did a great job for the short notice. Um, but you can see that uh, it was a big difference from week one and week two for him. And I think it's just all mindset. Can you put into words for people that are listening right now what that actually does for a football team when you got a guy that goes out there and trucks somebody out on the field? Yeah, I mean, I think he set the tone for sure. Just seeing that is like, wow, you know, a quarterback, you don't really see quarterbacks trying to run people over. Uh, so, you know, to run over to safety and uh, also score and then, you know, spike the ball. Uh, as a defense, we were itching to get on the field. For me, Paulie, the most demoralizing thing that could happen to a football team is the other team lines up and runs the ball right down your throat. Mm-hmm. That, to me, in the game of football, when we talk about mindset, when we talk about mentality, and you talk about physicality, you talk about we're trying to build this culture right now, when a team can line up and run the ball right down your throat ad nauseum, it's the most demoralizing thing that can happen to you in a game. 
It really is. And it's something that I think James Conner has the ability to do. For sure. Because of the fact that he will truck a guy. For sure, yeah. And you talk about how that is yeah, I mean, such a real element in the yeah, game, is you know, Yeah, mano y mano, like you said. If somebody's just, you know, running the ball 30 times, you know, during the game and uh, you can't stop them, it's kind of like demoralizing as a defense. Um, yeah, so like you said, I definitely think James – is capable of doing that every week, for sure. I can't tell you how many times I've seen the defense come off the bench when a running back for the Cardinals will truck someone. Yeah. And then when a quarterback does it, <laughs> they just go bananas. Yeah. <laughs> so number two most frustrating might be, you tell me, when you get an athletic quarterback who's really hard to contain. Yeah. What's that like? Because a lot of teams have that sort of athlete at quarterback. Yeah, it just brings, team, uh, you, know? you know, another dimension to the game uh, that you got to, you know, worry about. Um, like, you know, if you're playing uh, Daniel Jones, Lamar Jackson, and Jalen Hurts, somebody like that, you definitely got a key for them where they can eat you up on the ground for sure. Who, of those quarterbacks you just mentioned right there, who's yeah. the toughest tackle? Who's the toughest I'm biased. Tackle? Jalen Hurts. I'm Jalen, a little biased. Okay. Yeah. Jalen Hurts, I think, yeah. yeah okay, sure. yeah. I, yeah. I, I tell you, I wouldn't mind seeing Josh Dobbs run it more. I, he's one of the all-time great dual-threat quarterbacks in SEC history. Mm -hmm. He's right up there with the luminaries in his career. He can really run. And then, of course, the Cardinals have QB1, K1, yeah. who might be the most athletic quarterback. Yeah, he is real athletic. In, yeah. in the league. And I bring that up because Kyler, well, Wolf alerted this, us to it because Wolf's all over TikTok. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> and so Wolf Not. saw the, the TikTok video of Kyler's workout, okay? Yeah. And, and, and on the workout, he, he put the words, look, I've never missed the game like this. I'm itching to get back. You learn a lot about yourself. Mm -hmm. And we had a chance to ask Zach Ertz about that because the two of them rehabbed together a lot in the offseason about just how they helped each other in the process. Right. We were here every day. Um, we saw each other. We pushed each other. Um, we supported each other. No one else saw that. But at the same time, it, it's the price that you have to pay to get back to being great. It's not easy. It's not what you want to do by any means. It's not what you sign up for when you play football to deal with these long-term injuries. But it's part of the game. And I was lucky to have him in my corner throughout the entire rehab process. And I hope he feels the same. How curious, how intrigued are you to eventually play with Kyler Murray? Oh, yeah, I'm very intrigued. Uh, you know, he's been beating up on me since I've been playing against him, uh, you know, in college and stuff like that because he went to Oklahoma. So, you know, both in the Big 12. So I'm definitely intrigued to see what he what he does for sure. You know, coming off a serious injury, of course, that always is going to mess with you. There's, there's no doubt about that. I, I would say just any kind of injury, you have to be, even if you go out there and roll an ankle, you have mm -hmm. to be sure mentally once you go back out on the field that it's not going to roll again you right. have to have you ever dealt with that kind of mindset and injuries yeah, what's the with worst that. injury that you've had um i messed my meniscus up and tore a pcl okay um, and i did that at uh lackawanna so like that was like a did you get surgery on no it? i didn't get surgery okay. that's the thing pcl you just kind of let it heal on okay. its own but uh it was still messing with me when i got to west virginia i had to wear like a big acl brace and stuff like that so i just had to get over to like the middle uh you know the, the mental, mental part of hurdle it. of it yeah for sure and then i was like dragging my leg because i had the brace and i wasn't used to using that so yeah but once i got over that i was back to myself and, of course, another perennial pro bowler that you're without right now, Buda Baker. Yeah. He's got the hamstring injury. He's going to be gone for at least the next four games. Just quantify the loss of Buda to this defense. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a huge loss. You know, he's the uh, leader on this defense. Uh, he's been here for, what, seven years, a uh, pro bowl guy, one of the best safeties in the game, you know, a relentless guy, uh, you know, great leader, um, great player, you know, even better person. So, uh, you know, it's definitely a big loss.
What have you admired about his game? In the few months you've been with the team, what have you admired about just watching him play? Because, um, like, when I stand by him, he's, he seemed like a real little guy. And then, you know, <laughs> he put the pads on and stuff like that. He's just fearless, relentless. Yeah. <laughs> He'll hit anybody. Uh, he don't care how big or small. Um, so, yeah, that's what I really admire about him. It's one of the things I love the most. Uh, I mean, we had defensive coordinators here that would call it running into the darkness. Yeah. Buda Baker would run yeah, into you know, the darkness. Yeah, no I mean, I love that, yeah, man. Yeah, no fear, man. That's who he is. There's no doubt about it. He's from Seattle. What was it, two years ago, three years ago? He knocked out two Seattle running backs in the same game. Yeah, he definitely, <laughs> man. I mean, you're just like, <laughs> where, where does he get this ability? Yeah, he's different, for sure. He is fearless. For sure. In fact, I'm not so sure in the second half of that game last week if Buda's out there. Maybe, just maybe, there's a bit of a different outcome. We'll yeah. see. We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Cowboys, what's coming the Cardinals' way. And it's a team you know very well based on last year, right? Mm -hmm. Single game tickets on sale now at azcardinals.com slash buy tickets to secure your seats today. We continue. Kaiser White starting Mike Linebacker for the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Big Red Rage presented by Santan, Ford, and Gilbert. Live from the Top Golf Swing Suite inside Hemel River Resorts and Casino Wild Horse Pass. Prescott in the gun, back is on his left. Snap goes back, looking to his left, looking, looking, checks it down. Ferguson at the one, leans over the pylon, touchdown. First and goal at the one, straight eye formation. Play fake, looking right, left, throws it in the end zone, caught. This is the first professional catch and touchdown for Luke Schoonmaker. How about that? The uh, Cowboys Radio Network, Brad Sham there, Dak Prescott, 31-38, 255, two touchdowns, no picks, a passer rating of 112-plus. Yeah, pretty efficient in a win against the Jets. Cowboys are 2-0, and and they are up next at State Farm Stadium on Sunday. We are talking to Kaiser White about all that and more on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert, and we are live at the Top Golf Swing Suite inside Hilo River Resorts and Casino Wild Horse Pass. So, all right, we all see the Cowboys. We can't help but see the Cowboys. They get all the national media attention, okay, ad nauseum, but what do you see on film with this offense? Because really the defense is beginning most of the headlines yeah, with Dallas. Sure, yeah. What do you see in this Cowboys offense? Um, you know, I think Dak Prescott is doing a really good job, um, you know, with the offense. I feel like Tony Pollard is playing really well. And, you know, they got a great uh, receiver in C.D. Lamb. So I feel like they got a, a real, you know, explosive offense. And uh, I'm looking forward to the challenge. Boy, there are so many things I want to ask you about the offense right now, but I'm going to start with our offensive line. Mm -hmm. Okay, Tyron Smith, of course. Zach is, Martin. Yes, yeah. exactly. Zach yeah. Martin. This is still a very good offensive line right now. Uh, would you agree with that? Yeah, no, I definitely, yeah uh, I definitely agree. Uh, you know, they're gritty. You know, like you said, they got two Hall of Famers on that uh, offensive line. Um, they're very well coached, and uh, they just play the game the right way. Do they use a lot of power scheme or is it more zone scheme? What do you see? A little bit, a little bit games? of both. Um, I feel like the Cowboys, they always just want to, um, you know, play mono a mono football. And, uh, you know, I feel like they take their approach, you know, we're better than you, bigger, stronger than you. And, uh, you know, I feel like they play like real, real football, man. Do you think they run more vertically than they do horizontally? I think they mix it up. They mix it up. Yeah, I so think they mix it up. They're, they're going to do a lot of different things. For sure. Power scheme, yeah. zone Run scheme. Run some stretches, stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. I feel like they got a good mix of everything. Do they ever go two back? 
Yeah, yeah, they do here and there. Okay. Yeah. Here <laughs> Get and a fullback in there. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, you know, here and there. Yeah, it might be a tight end actually lined up playing as a fullback. Full, by the way, Paulie, it drives me crazy. It's just ridiculous. You don't really like tight ends playing well, fullback? The reason being is because they, they don't really block like a fullback. Yeah, no. They don't. No, and no. you know this. Yeah, don't. yeah, they You don't. know what I'm talking yeah, about. They don't. They don't. They, they go there's in no, there. There's no more uh, Mike they, Allstott. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's right. <laughs> they go in there tight ends, folks. When they run an ISO, I'm just telling you right now. They're they're playing patty cake for yeah, the most part. Yeah. A fullback's going to go in there okay. and hammer okay, it. Sure. All right. See, I got to okay. step in here at some point, guys. Here, because <laughs> you know, Paul, it's the truth. Half the teams in the league don't even carry a fullback, fullback today. Yeah, okay. Yes. Oh, by yet, the if way, it's up to Wolf, half the players in the Hall of Fame would be fullbacks. By the way, Paul, there are 18 teams that actually have okay. a fullback listed okay. on the roster. <laughs> I'm talking about here. Here's you know I like to talk about the salacious. Okay, the sensational with the Dallas Cowboys. Do you hear Jerry Jones went on his radio show? And he took a shot at Mike McCarthy because Tony Pollard in a blowout game got 10 touches in the fourth quarter. Oh, wow. No, I didn't even hear that. That's so, crazy, though. So Jerry Jones went on the air and said, I don't know why we're wearing out our running back in the fourth quarter. That's so crazy. They're still the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. they still. So with all that going on, here's your defensive coordinator, Nick Rollis, just on facing quarterback Dak Prescott. Dak can beat you dropping back. He can beat you throwing quick game. He can beat you play action, boot, getting out of the pocket, throwing in the pocket, throwing on time, not on time, extending plays. Like, that's hard to defend. When people are not one-dimensional, is pick your poison. What do you want to take away? And whatever you end up taking away, you better do a good job with the other things and winning your you know point of attack one-on-one. So Dak is well-rounded. He's playing really efficient right now. So there's Nick Rollis, your defensive coordinator, and you're not going to say it, but I will. I mean, Dak Prescott can be really good, or he can be really um, the opposite. Here's a guy who led the NFL in interceptions last year, and he did it in only 12 games. So, you know, what do you have to do against Dak Prescott? To what degree is he a threat to get out of the pocket, like a Daniel Jones? What are the keys here? um, I think he'll surprise you with his feet. Um, I definitely think he can get out of the pocket like a Daniel Jones. I feel like he's a. I feel like he's a good quarterback, man. I know he get a lot of scrutiny, but uh, I feel like he's a good quarterback. I know he, you know, threw a lot of interceptions last year. Hopefully, he could give us a lot uh, this Sunday. But yeah, I feel like he's a good quarterback, man. I, I want to throw no shade at him. What, what do you think about their third down offense? So much of the time, situational. Yeah, um, offense and defense is so important. How do sure. they look on third down? I think they look good. Uh, um, I feel like they got a, a lot of good pieces on the offensive end. Um, and I feel like overall they're just a, a well, you know, rounded team. And then you have Micah Parsons. I know he doesn't play on the opposite side of the ball, but here's a guy who, I mean, he is leading the NFL in several categories. All the analytics are all about Micah Parsons. He's never been more confident. They asked him after he had a big game against the Jets right after the game on the field NFL Network, when did you know you were going to take over the game? And his answer was on camera, Monday. <laughs> so um, he comes in. And uh, they'll move him anywhere. Mm-hmm. How unique is that in the NFL? They'll take a guy and they'll literally put him anywhere in the front seven. Yeah, I mean, I think he, like you said, uh, you know, he's a jack of all trades. He could do everything, uh, special talent. Um, and I, you know, I know a lot of people that know him, and they say a lot of good things about him. So yeah, he's definitely a great player. You know, that's so difficult. I, I think about it right now. There's a lot of people that look at Micah Parsons and they say he's 
He's the next Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, that's and high praise. That is – do you remember, LT? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Seriously? high praise. Yeah, I do, yeah. Man, I can tell you right now, Lawrence Taylor was the greatest football player that ever played. Yeah. That's just my opinion right now. You think now. Aaron Donald uh, closing the gap? Uh, well, you know, Aaron Donald is really, really good. There's no doubt about that. He's excellent. But LT changed the game. Yeah, for sure. He changed the game completely. How offensive coordinators blocked – the slide protection of the offensive line and what you had to do to actually block. You couldn't block LT with a running back. You mm-hmm. could not do it. He dominated his era when he played, and he still, I think, could step into the NFL and today right and, now. and dominate mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Micah Parsons is a different body type, though. Yeah, for sure, He's yeah. a different cat for sure. altogether, man. So he does re- he does remind me a lot because I do think there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to look for a Micah Parsons mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. Yep. coming out of college. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a Micah Parsons where it was find the next LT. Well, yeah. Find the next LT. We have to do that. I think the NFL is going to be saying, find the next Micah Parsons. Thing is, it took him 30 years to find the next LT and <laughs> Micah Parsons. You know, it's it's what do you, this whole start to the season is like a reunion tour for you, NFC East. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, three, what's that three like games going against row. these these teams? Yeah, I mean, I like it. I love I love the NFC East, man. I feel like that's a great uh, you know conference and. Uh, yeah, man, it's dope to you know, do you play against the NFC. You still have beef with some of the other guys across the line of scrimmage from <laughs> uh, last year? I ain't going to say that. Uh, you know, I definitely learned to hate, uh, you know, the Cowboys just being in Philly last year. And, and my parents, well, my dad and my brothers, they Cowboys fans. So, like, yeah, oh. give me a little, little, little edge, you know. Everybody hates the Cowboys yeah, yeah. with the star <laughs> on their helmet. Yeah. You but know, it's it America's make a, team for sure. It did make a nice target, though. Yeah, no, definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Man. Well, that's a great way to end it. There's Thank no you. doubt on, on your hatred for the Cowboys. <laughs> that's a great way to end it. Kaiser White, we really Kaiser. enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Man. Really enjoyed you, it. And I tell you, we can't say enough thanks to our partners here at Gila River Resorts and Casinos for being such great hosts. Let's hear it from them, everybody. Come see them right here yourself at Wild Horse Pass. The Bird Gang, thanks for showing up. This has been the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. Chaw!